huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I hope you guys all had a great weekend. Make sure you go to my YouTube page. Uh, it's got some great, great stuff up there right now. Uh, if you missed it, I uh, Facebook Live because the owner of the Hobo Fish Camp had it out for me. And check it out. That whole video was up there. He ended up calling the Volusia County Sheriff's Office on me yesterday completely wasted these officers time so after i got done with the facebook live my producer vulture ended up capturing that video and uploading it to youtube so depending on how you want to watch it you can go to my facebook facebook.com slash tuttle or you can go to my youtube channel youtube.com slash tuttle while you're there make sure you subscribe hit that bell button because when you hit that bell button you're going to get alerted to any new content i put up or if I go live. So it would probably help if I started at the beginning. My dad, my mom, when they moved to Volusia County, they ended up buying about 40 acres out in DeLeon Springs. My dad ended up selling that property, ended up cashing in, and then he invested it. He's done quite well for himself. But he ended up, I think maybe about 13 years ago, they ended up getting an RV or a fifth wheel. It was a smaller trailer when they first moved out here. But they ended up getting a fifth wheel. They ended up moving out to the Hobo Fish Camp. Now, I'm going to stop calling it the Hobo Fish Camp because I, I was calling it the Hobo Fish Camp because I really did not want to plug this area because the, the guy that owns the place is the worst. He is nothing but a slumlord. All he does is raise the rent and take stuff away. That's all he does. He does absolutely nothing to improve this park. And I'm going to go over some of the things that are broken around here. Some of the things that he has done that nobody has called the law on him. Nobody has reported him to the health department. Nobody has called the fire department with all the fire hazards around here. And I'm going to get into that. Uh, this guy is nothing but a bully. I've dealt with bullies all my life, even when I was young, even when I've dealt with radio bullies. I've dealt with just bullies in general as an adult. I don't know if I just have it written on my head, come fuck with me. I'm a bitch. And that's why people, they think, oh man, look at this nerd. I can mess with him. But what you don't understand about me is that I'm always keeping track of everything. I'm making mental notes of stuff because you never know when you're going to use those things or you could use them in the future. And this guy, he's it's just been building and building and building. 
For some reason, he has it out for me, has never really ever liked me. And the only thing I can think of is because I don't know how old he is. He's got to be like 70. And he had this younger girl living with him. I don't know what their agreement was. I don't know if they were hooking up or whatever it may be. But it was a little strange. So that's why why I said he must be this chick sugar daddy. And I ended up knowing her. I knew her because the first roommate that I ever had when I moved to Orlando, she ended up having a kid with. My friend Benji over in Orlando. He, I think they even got married too. And that's how she knew me. I had never met her before because I, I had not seen him in the longest time. So I had no idea who she was, but she knew who I was. Kept coming over every single day to hang out. I think we're around the same age, maybe. And that's the only thing I can think of, of why he would be upset, why he would have it out for me nonstop since I've been here. I've never, I have no criminal record, people. Well, I do. No felonies. I got pulled over driving on a suspended license one time, and I ended up going to jail for that. So what I'm trying to say is, it's not like I'm here causing havoc. It's not like I'm in here cooking meth or anything, which there have been people in this park that have cooked meth. But I've been on my best behavior since I got let go from the Bubble of Love Sponge show after I got out of the mental institution. I've I've kept to myself. All I do is work out, eat healthy, do this podcast, and help out my parents. That's all I do. That's all I've done since the beginning of this goddamn pandemic. And the guy still wants to mess with me. And enough is enough. It it really, really is. And when he started cursing at my mom and was being rude and talking down to her, that that's when I was like, enough is enough. At some point, you have to stand up to bullies. And the reason why he was upset And I tried to do it the right way. I I really, really did try to do it the right way. Because a couple of nights ago, I was uploading my podcast. He came in there and he said, I don't want you doing your business in here anymore. And I asked why. He was like, well, this is a quiet place. And my reply was, so we're not allowed to talk in this room that has the Wi-Fi? What's the deal, man? He hasn't told anybody else that. And he couldn't say all he wants to that, oh, uh, people were complaining about me. That, that's not the case because every time I've been in there, because you got to understand, I am one of the youngest people in this park. And a lot of the older people ask me about technology, their tech, their hardware when it comes to their computers, because some of them didn't even know how to log on to the Wi-Fi. But I was recording an interview that day. And I even asked the people that were in the room, I said, is it going to bother you for me to record an interview that I'm going to do? And before he wants to lie and say that, oh, well, you're being rude and crude. For the most part, I've really cut back on cursing on this podcast unless I feel like it's absolutely necessary. But for the most part, I'm not not being rude or crude when it comes to interviews. I, I try to keep them as clean as possible. So when I was recording an interview that I don't even know if I'm going to be able to play, John Mays, the owner of this park, yeah, I'm going to say his name now. I really am because now the gloves are off. They, they really are off. I have done nothing wrong. But during this interview, he, went, he came into the room on purpose, 
slammed the door, was making as much noise as possible, and also talking to everybody. And when I, you can tell when somebody is talking normally, but then you can, hey, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, yeah. Are everything okay at the park? That he was doing that loud talking when, when you want to get noticed. So he did that on purpose. And, and I, I brushed that off. I did not say a damn word at all. And then later that night, when I was trying to upload the podcast, he came at me sideways. I don't want you doing business in here. No, you're not allowed. But why? Why me? Nobody else. Nobody else gets called out for it. Just me. And if, if, if the rules applied to everybody, I'd be fine with it. But like I said, I did it the right way. I quit what I was doing. I didn't even do a podcast that day. So that guy is cutting into my money. Technically, the guy is practically shooting him his own self in the foot because I know a lot of you people want to say that I'm mooching. No, I'm making enough money off of the Tuttle Daily podcast to be able to pay half of the rent with my parents. So I'm doing my part and the guy's trying to keep me from making money that's going to be going to him in the first place. What sense does that make? So I let it go. Went back to the thing, and I know a lot of you are going to be like, oh, you're a pussy. You went home and, no, I did it out of respect because my dad said if I had any problems with John that come to him, he would handle it. He did not want me to get in trouble. So I went and told my dad. He said, I'll handle it in the morning. I, I left it at that. Stayed inside the rest of the night. Didn't cause any problems. And then the morning time rolls around. The woman that runs the front desk, which is a, an amazing person. And this is also another thing I forgot to mention. The woman at the front desk, she told me, she told me that it is okay for me to be able to do business and use the Wi-Fi in that room. So I'm kind of getting a little mixed signals here, people. I, I, I am. So what am I supposed to do? I mean, I don't want you guys to think that this is just over Wi-Fi. This has been building for almost six to seven years of him nonstop bullying. Nothing is ever his fault. And I'm going to get to those things because when I lay this all out for you people, you're going to be like, holy crap, why are you still there? Well, my parents are still here. I mean, the view, you're not going to be able, you're not going to get a better view anywhere uh, on the Indian River or the intercoastal up and down US-1. You're, you're just not going to get it. But, I mean, the view is only going to get you so far. When things are falling apart around here, you're not keeping up with the upkeep. I mean, here, I'll give you a couple examples, okay? So, you know, when my parents first moved in here, I think the rent might have been like $400. So $400 does not seem bad for this type of place, especially with the view. But the rates kept going up and up and up. And guess what? Parents are almost paying $900 a month right now. And we, if anything, stuff has been taken away. Stuff has been taken away and stuff is breaking down, falling apart. The infrastructure of this whole goddamn park is falling apart. People don't realize you got to do maintenance when you live by the ocean, when you live by salt water, because that salt water, even though it may not seem like it, 
it is corroding and eating everything away. Now, before I go any further, I know I've called John Mays a slumlord. Now, let's go over the definition of a slumlord and see if it fits him correctly or not. A slumlord or slum landlord is a slang term for a landlord generally an absentee landlord with more than one property. Now, I don't know if that fits for him, but these next couple of parts nail him to a T, who attempts to maximize profit by minimizing spending on property maintenance, often in deteriorating neighborhoods into tenants that, can, that they can intimidate. Oh my God. Uh, let, me, let me say those words again. You know, I don't know if he owns more than one property, but these last couple of sentences nail him to a T. They should have a goddamn picture of John Mays on here who attempts to maximize profit by minimizing spending on property maintenance, often in deteriorating neighborhoods into tenants that they can intimidate. Oh, that is me all day. Because here, I'll give you here. I'll give you a prime example of why I call John Mays a slumlord. Uh, Nothing is ever his fault. Uh, These breakers, and I'll have to take a picture of one of the breakers, but these breakers are so rusted, so old, so weak. During the summertime, when a lot of people have to run the air conditioner and some of the other appliances around here, that thing... I've had to go out there more than 20 times in one day to keep flipping the goddamn breaker. And then when we call John to tell him what's wrong, it's never his fault. We're running too much power. What? I mean, guys, what sense does that make? Because he told us it's our fault. Do you want to know what we eventually had to do? We had to go to the store. We had to go and buy a breaker, and we had to install our own breaker, which the maintenance guy here should be doing. The landlord, who is John Mays, should be paying for it. So we ended up replacing it. Guess what? Problem solved. You know who else had a problem with that? And I kept telling Daniel, Daniel, if you guys remember him, uh, he was my friend. He still is my friend. That is Dev. Uh, he lived right next to us on the same breaker box. You know what? Daniel was trying to uh, complain, telling him, hey, your breakers are faulty. John was say, oh, it's your fault. It is your fault. I wonder if the uh, American Disability Act would apply to that. Because, I mean, when you are deaf, you are disabled, right? I mean, handy, uh, handy capable, if you want to say that. I'm not saying Daniel, even though he was deaf, deaf, he was not handicapped at all. So you know what we had to do with Daniel? We had to replace that breaker for him. Spend our own goddamn money to fix that breaker. Guess what? His power worked mysteriously. So are you guys seeing a pattern here? That's why this is just not about Wi-Fi. This is about a bully that's taken advantage, especially of elderly people, because that's, that's most of the people that are in the park, elderly. So that's another thing. I know that uh, the elderly are supposed to be protected, and I, I wonder if people would like to find out that John was willing to let my parents sit in a hot trailer 
because the electricity didn't work because it was our fault, not his, because he's so goddamn cheap. Once again, exact definition of slumlord. Blame it on the tenants. Not my fault. That's that's what he's done. That is his M.O. And I'm finally the one that is standing up to him. Because that's the thing about bullies. Bullies will take and take and take until you stand up. And when you finally stand up, they absolutely lose their shit like he did yesterday. I probably would not have said what I said to John. And I know that I said that I don't like the curse as much. But when I went over there to tell the lady at the front desk, hey, John, uh, I mean, my dad, Wayne, wants to talk to John. It's very important. He got over here pretty quick. But my dad was still inside. But me and my mom were sitting outside under the tree. I saw him pull up in his shitty ass yellow Jeep. And, and I was like, all right, Ma, I'm going to go get that. I'll be right back. Now, with the weather the way it is, we have all the windows opened up in the trailer. And I could hear John talking down to my mom. He was so fucking rude to her. And my mom didn't say anything bad. They were just talking. And John said, I don't give a fuck if all three of you leave. Now, that's when I kind of lost it. I did not physically threaten him at all. I didn't invade his space because he was sitting in his Jeep talking to us. And I came out. It's like, John. What is your problem with me? Why do you have an axe to grind with me? And he got pissed off. I'm like, I'm not going to let you talk to a family member of mine like that. My mom doesn't deserve this stuff. Neither does my dad. And I don't want any of you guys, and I'll clear this up right now. These opinions that I'm stating, these opinions that I'm talking about on this podcast right now are mine and mine only. Because everybody around here, for some reason, is scared of John Mays. And it's about time somebody finally stood up because that's all this guy is. A motherfucking slumlord. And somebody needs to call him out on it because right now he is taking advantage of the elderly. And that's, that's exactly what it is. I'll give you another example. I know of one lawsuit against him right now for sure. I've heard about a second one, but I, I've talked about this before. The roads are so horrible in this park. There's roots all over the place. Oh, you know what he says? Roots are a natural uh, scenery. It's a, it's a natural piece of the landscape. And if you trip on a root, that's your fault. Okay, John, what about all the, uh, the coquino rock shells? that are sticking up out of the ground, and that old lady, yeah, I agree. She should have been paying a little bit more attention, but she tripped on one of those roots or rocks, broke her hip in two places. Do you, do you, know, what it, do you know what it means for somebody in their 70s to break a hip? It's almost a death sentence. So people have been asking, can we get the roads fixed here? On the one end of the park, the, the high rent district, the ones that are paying a way extraordinary fees, they get lakes. They, can, they can't even get out of their trailer sometimes because there is so much water that is built up. They got waterfront property. 
right there. They can't even get out of their house because there's so much water in front of their goddamn trailer. And then the other lawsuit that I don't know for sure, but I heard somebody ended up hurting themselves in a, a land crab hole. Uh, you know, we, I talk about the view. We also have a pretty good seawall here, which is falling apart. Got cracks all over it. But these land crabs, they like to dig holes right in front of the sidewalk, right where people are casting their reels and throwing their nets. Oh, a land crab hole got me here big time one day. I've got one of the worst scars on my ankle that never really healed up completely. But that's how bad I hurt my ankle. Did I call anybody? Did I, did I try to sue? No, because I'm not a suing type guy. But somebody else did get hurt with it. But there, there are land crab holes all up and down this sidewalk and seawall. And don't even get me started on the water quality here. Jesus Christ. I, I don't understand how people are not growing a third eye or a second dick or something. Because this water is poop brown. Nobody drinks it. People even hate to shower in it. It, it, it stains your tubs, your toilets. I don't even feel comfortable boiling the water here and then drinking it. And I'm going to take a picture of the water quality here, but it is shit brown. And I'm not exaggerating. And that's why I want to take pictures. So I don't know how he's been able to get away with the water quality here as well, too. The water pressure, do not even get me started on the water pressure. God awful. You could see, and that's the thing about it. I don't want any of you guys to think I'm just making this stuff up. You can talk to any of the people that live here at Riverwood Park in Oak Hill, Florida. The water is the worst. It stains everything. And I know a lot of you people are, oh, it's just, no, it's not rust. I, I grew up with water that had a little rust in it, had that sulfur smell. This water is awful. I, like I said, I, don't, I do not understand how somebody has not gotten really, really sick from the water here. Everybody buys bottled water. Everybody goes and gets their little gallon jugs filled up because, like I said, nobody wants to have anything to do with it. I, I feel bad about even washing my goddamn PT Cruiser with it. And while I'm in my PT Cruiser, it reminds me about the next thing because you guys know that I record in my PT Cruiser and I'm looking right now at the dump station. And if you don't know what a dump station is, that, that's where all the sewage, because a lot of these RVs, if you guys have never been in RVs before, they got tanks where the waste goes to from the toilet. And you want to keep that filled up and once a week you want to dump it. So when you dump it, goes through a tube, goes down into the ground, and then it goes to a dump station. I don't even know how many dump stations he has around here, but he's had problems pretty much with all of them. Uh, we, we have like a little island area out here. Uh, I've been hearing that their stuff has been getting backed up. And when I say getting backed up, I've heard this from people that actually work here. Employees. Employees. And... I'm, I'm not going to mention anybody by name, but none of the employees that work here, they fucking hate John. They constantly talk about how horrible of a boss he is, how horribly he talks down to them on a consistent basis. 
Some of the people that he even has here are not even getting paid. I mean, they are getting paid. They, they, get, a, they get a cut on their rent. But John talks down to them like they're modern-day slaves. And that's just not fair. I, I know I would not put up with it. I mean, I would put up with it for a little while. But after, you can only take so much. That's why it's been a revolving door of employees here at Riverwood Park in Oak Hill. But back to what I was talking about, the dump stations. Um, don't even get me started on that. Like, seriously. The guy, once again, definition of slumlord, people. Instead of paying a truck, a septic truck to come, uh, or a truck to come here and pump out the dump station, you know what he did? The dude bought a pool pump. You know, when you want to drain your pool, he stuck that in the dump station. And I'm going to have to count it out, but I'm just estimating. I mean, I was, I was a pitcher. That's about 60, maybe 40 to 60 feet behind my parents' trailer. There's like a little bit of woods. Uh, he sucked all the poop out of the dump station and drained it in the woods there. Come on, people. Like, seriously? And I got plenty of witnesses that'll back me up. So if you guys think that I'm making this up, no, I'm not. And I got pictures. I got videos. Once again, I always keep mental notes. Because I'm not a physically threatening type person. So I got to do it in other ways. And I was like, hey, let me take a picture. Let me take a video of this in case I ever need it in the future. But yeah, how healthy is that? Do, do you guys realize that's why third world countries, that's some stuff that third world countries do. Not places in the United States of America. Not places like this. And he's dumping shit less than 40 to 60 feet away from my parents' trailer? What the hell is that about? So, yeah, I will be getting with the health department on that one. Bet my, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm definitely doing that. And then there's a wooded area. I know it's a little bit away from the park, but it is a fire hazard waiting to happen because it's about a, uh, all the debris and stuff they pick up, branches, palm fronds, they all dump it back there. The goddamn thing's got to be like eight to 10 feet tall. And just one little spark during the dry season, this place is going to burn down like a Kiss concert. And that's a goddamn truth. And I don't want you guys to think I'm being petty because there, there's so many little, little bitty small things that I could mention, but I'm not. I, I don't want to seem petty. And I also don't want you guys to think that I'm pulling the race card, trying to get sympathy, but uh, I have people come over all the time and it's never been a problem because guess what? Now, I'm, I'm not saying for fact, but this is how it looked. I, I kind of took it that way, but my friend Howard, uh, I'm sure he took it that way because we've talked about this. If you don't know my friend Howard, one of the greatest guys that you'll ever meet, one of my high school buddies, and I've talked about this before, but Howard, he adopted his sister's three kids that happened to be African-American. Now, all the people that have ever come over and fished all have been white. No problems, no bubbles, no troubles, 
I've never been told that I could not have those people over. But the one time, because Howard's, Howard's kids, his, well, they are his kids, but he adopted them, legally adopted them. They are African-American. They had never really fished that much. And Howard and them, Howard and his family come over probably once every other month to fish. And one of the times, the very first time, guess what? Hadn't talked to John in almost two years. He pulls up. We're out there fishing. He calls me. Hey, Batcher. I come over. I'm like, oh, okay. Something, something. This is going to be really good or this is going to be really, really bad. It turned out to be bad. Because he said, hey, your guests need to leave by 4 or 5 o'clock. Now, they have rules here. Yeah, they don't want people out making a bunch of noise after 10 p.m. And that's understandable. But to tell my guests what you've never done before, had multiple guests come over, and you've never told me my guests had to leave by a certain time, but it just happens the one time you tell me that I need to have my guests leave by a certain time is also the same day when there are three African-American children learning how to fish, never fished in their lives. Maybe they have, but they caught a lot of fish. These kids, the smiles on their faces from all the fish that they were catching. And I'm not saying that the owner of this park is racist, but I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, people. And I'm just saying, why it, all the other people that I've had here to be able to fish were all white. No, no problems. No problems at all. But the one time, like I said, I don't mean to keep hammering this in there, but you see what I'm talking about, right? I'm, I, maybe it was not a racism thing, but it sure fucking looked like it. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. So I just got done doing a mediocre time with Tom and Dan, uh, Daniel Dennis, Tom Van, also known as Drunky the Bear. And they wanted to have me on and they had me on today. And I talked about because they saw the Facebook live stream that I did yesterday. And I don't want people to think that I was mad or anything. I know it's a comedy show and I would have done the same thing. So, like, I don't want anybody to think I was mad, but this is this is something serious. Like, it is. I think a lot of people, especially elderly people, you know, we, we concentrate 
a lot on the younger generation, young kids being molested, abused, whatever it may be. And it's sad that the elderly get taken advantage of. And and what sucks is that I should have done something about this a long time ago because this has been going on for quite a while, people. And and I know it seems kind of selfish now that I'm trying to get even when it comes to a vendetta. And it's not even a vendetta. Like, I've wanted to say something for a really long time, but I haven't because my parents have asked me to. But now that this guy, this guy has brought this down on himself over some Wi-Fi, and I'm not going to let it go. I, I am not going to let it go. I don't want anybody to think this is not a physical threat. And it's really sad that I got to cover my ass when it comes to stuff that I say. But you do. You have to double insulate yourself all the time because people, they want to twist your words. And what I mean by getting even, I mean by getting even for this asshole, this slumlord to be held responsible for him taking advantage of these people. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, oh, uh, I'm afraid he's going to shut it down. That is him. That is him. I read the definition for you earlier today. Slumlords, people that like to intimidate their tenants. And this is what this guy has done. John Mays has led a campaign of terror here in this park at Riverwood Park in Oak Hill, Florida. And enough is enough. I'm not trying to be some savior, but when you start disrespecting my parents, oh, it's personal. It it is definitely personal because these people, our parents take care of us when we're young and defenseless. And I think we owe it to our elders, the people that took care of us, the generation before us. It is our duty, our responsibility to stand up for them. And I'm doing it now. I'm just sad that it took me this long. Like I said, I was doing it out of respect for my parents. But enough is enough. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit StitchYouUp.com. Or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, I I know that the last two segments have been a little short, but I went really, really long, as you can tell in the first segment. I went almost 30 minutes, but I would like to hear from you guys. Not a lot of people know who to contact with stuff like this. Who do you contact? If you could help me out, 
you'd like to leave me a voicemail, you can easily do that, 407-270-3044. Or if you'd like to reach out through email, tuttle at gmail.com. That's tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I'd like to hear from you. Who do I need to reach out to that can help me out? Do I need to call HUD? Do I need to? I just need to know who the hell I need to talk to to be able to get stuff done here. You know, the older generation, the older people, those are the people that are getting out and voting. And I know a lot of people think, well, it's a lot of snowbirds there. Yeah, it's a lot of snowbirds. But guess what those snowbirds are doing? They are choosing to come to Oak Hill. They are choosing to spend their winters here and bring money to pump money into the economy in this small town like Camelot. Camelot, that's a restaurant here. The Dollar General and the three gas stations that are here, their business goes up during the wintertime. And this guy that owns this park, what he is doing, he is hurting the economy because this place has always been filled up. Right now, it's not. It is not even close to being filled up. And I can go up and down US-1. I can go to all the parks around here, and they're all slammed filled. You know what those parks don't have that this park has? Is a view. It has a seawall. And the guy here thinks that that is just enough. No, no, no. Sorry, buddy. It is not enough. It's not enough when people cannot even drink or boil the water here because it is horrendous. It looks like somebody took a shit in the bathtub when you're, when, if you, this, you can't take a bath. People are afraid to even take a shower in it, but they have, they really have no choice. They do not have a choice. So, what I'm trying to say is I would like to hear from you. I'd like to let me know what, who I need to contact, who I need to talk to to be able to get things done because enough is enough. I'm going to get back into some fun radio tomorrow, but I had to vent a little bit. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. And if there's anything you can do to help me out, email me tuttle at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail 407 407- 2703044 talk to you guys later and that's the show for today thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily podcast hey don't be a dickhead do us a favor like share and subscribe to the show also Check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Cam. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? 
tuttle at gmail.com. That's tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?